Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know you have sent me, and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, when the people of Israel denied you, you prayed that they would all be gathered under your wing like chicks to a mother hen. Bless us now in this time with the love that you would show them, with the word that you would give them, and with the strength that you would leave with them. Bless us now in this time. Give us your word. Give us your spirit. Give us your peace. All these things we ask in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are many things throughout our life which serve to mark us, to leave themselves with us. Our life is often marked by a sense of finality or the end of something, and particularly the end of of things. The end of high school, the end of college, the end of your first job, the end of your childhood, the end of a wedding, the end of a life, and particularly last words. We remember the last words that we exchanged with our parents or grandparents moments before they died. We remember the last words we exchanged with dear friends who we thought we would one day see again only to find out that time has passed and we've lost touch. At our Good Friday service every year we read and hear the last words of Jesus spoken from the cross But in our gospel reading this morning, we have another set of Jesus' last words. The last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples freely before he was betrayed. In Jesus' gospel, he spends four chapters, excuse me, in John's gospel, Jesus spends four chapters speaking directly to his disciples 
about what is to come, not only in the next few days, but for the rest of their lives and throughout the life of the church, that they and that we would become. These are Jesus' last words as he speaks to his friends and his followers. Of all of the things that Jesus could have said before he left his disciples, explaining the mysteries of the universe or predictions about the future, he leaves them with these words, words of unity in the face of adversity, words of faith in the face of doubt, words of hope in the face of hopelessness. He prays, I ask, not only on behalf of these, but on behalf of of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. These last words of Jesus are an open prayer to God, heard by those disciples gathered with him in the upper room. Let them be one, as you and I, Father, are one. For the sake of the disciples and for all of us, for those who will believe in me through their word. And even though we may not always like to admit it, it's hard to, to be one with those around us. Isn't the old saying that if there's two people gathered in a room together, there's at least three opinions, maybe more floating around? And even during those times when everyone in the same room is on the same page, or at least moving in one direction with the general consensus, there's still everything else going on outside of that room that can throw a monkey wrench into the whole mix. It's hard to be one, to be united in mission and in purpose with people who process things differently than us. Right brain or left brain, Liberal, conservative, big city, small, rural. We could go on for days listing the things that divide us, that separate us. And it's hard to be one with other Christians for that matter. With countless denominations, with numerous languages and metaphors and images that we use and that we have used over a vast history of time and conflict, the church itself has had a broad history of division and separation. We've got Lutherans, we've got Methodists, Baptists, Presbyterians, Moravians, Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Quaker, Pentecostal Holiness, Episcopalian, and not to mention all of the split-offs that have come from each denomination over the course of time. But in spite of all of that, we still share the same foundational call of the Holy Spirit which unites us when our denominational languages and our differences keep us from seeing the bigger plan that God has in motion. We all share this same prayer of Jesus. Let them be one. And notice that that unity, this cohesion of the church, is intended for a purpose. Jesus prays all of these things so that the world may believe that the Father, that you, have sent me. Our life as the church is a life spent 
as witnesses to the faith we profess in the God who redeems us. When we profess the faith through the Apostles' Creed, the third article has four qualifiers of what it means to be the church. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The first one we come to is often uh, collided by somewhat frequently because it's so small. I believe in one church. St. Paul writes in Ephesians that we share one faith, one Lord, and one baptism. There is one hope we share, the one resurrection of Jesus, and one mission we share with the saints of our past, to witness through worship and service to the grace and mercy and love we receive through God in Christ Jesus. I believe in one holy church. We are indeed holy here and now because we've been set apart by God for a purpose in this world, the healing of the nations, the redemption of all creation, to share the water of life that we've been given as a free gift, to share a word of peace, an act of kindness, and the hope of new life with those who are afflicted by war, by hatred, and by hopelessness. Set apart to share love for some of those children who suffer in the face of violence and despair and poverty. I believe in one holy Catholic church. The word Catholic means whole or full or complete. A church not separated by time, by distance, by ethnicity or denominational differences, but a church that is whole. When we gather in the name of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when we share in this meal of body and blood, when we pray as Jesus taught us, we gather, we pray, and we worship with the whole communion of saints, the church on earth, and the whole hosts of heaven. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The apostles were sent out two by two to heal, to preach, to witness. And even in this day and age where we don't call one another apostles, we still are. Because we're sent out like those first disciples of Jesus to teach all nations baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, knowing that Jesus is with us always, even unto the end of the age. Sent by Jesus, guided by the Spirit, we carry with us the same message of love and grace that the first Christians carried throughout the world and gave their very lives for. It truly has been a blessing to be with you over this past year, to see how you are one holy Catholic and apostolic church. To see how the body of Christ can and does work and live together in worship and service. Not everyone can say as a church community that you're able to experience worship with sisters and brothers from a wide range of denominational backgrounds like you can.
participating in the joint Thanksgiving services here in Louisville, the joint Advent services with Christ Lutheran downtown, the Christmas cantata, which is composed of folks from here and from Baltimore Methodist up the road, and the many other opportunities you all take to worship God in a variety of places and congregations. And not only that, but look at the ministry that goes on in this place. A ministry that seeks to cooperate, to collaborate, to serve God with one another, with brothers and sisters in Christ outside of the walls of Shiloh. The Louisville Community Assistance Program pulls from at least half of those denominations that I mentioned earlier to serve the people of Louisville. You participate wholeheartedly in the homeless ministry that's housed at Augsburg and other congregations in Winston-Salem. When you give of your time and your service and your possessions toward Operation Christmas Child, you serve the children of this world with other Christians and other non-Christians around this world to bring the love and warmth of a mother to some children who are lacking. And the list could go on and on and on. And to go on and on and on, it serves as a testimony for all the ways that you as a body of Christ here in this place are not divided, are not separated from the rest of this world, but how this prayer for Jesus is lived out here in this place. As we live, as we worship, and as we serve, we are truly with Jesus where He is. We see His glory, and we participate in the love that radiates from the God we serve and we worship. These marks of the church, this unity, this holiness, it's a part of a larger movement set in motion by the Holy Spirit. And its apostolic roots and witness and testimony are all things that we here at Shiloh share with all Christians of all denominations of all countries of this world. That we all are one, as Jesus and the Father are one. So the mark that Jesus has left on us, has left on our lives, has left on our church, is not one of finality or endings, but of new beginnings. By unity and peace, the peace we received as a gift from God. And so my prayer is that we continue to seek unity and holiness in the life of this congregation and the life of the broader spectrum of Christ's church that we may indeed be one in mission and vision and in worship, just as our blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are truly one. Amen.